Hey, bestie. What's up, girl? Hey, does anyone ever ask you, like, oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about? Yeah, okay, so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's, we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say, but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this. And so it's just like, so Farron, what does that mean? Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that. Lots of times I should know by now. But essentially, I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives. And through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. So we're book study experts, and we know how to analyze, pull apart, and take that through the Christian lens, and that's kind of what we do here. And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, you're self-help books, and they might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view. Right. So whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author's written, just know that when you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. we hope you will. Yay! Here we go! Episode 168. I feel like we're just creeping closer to 200. By the end of this miniseries, we're going to be in the 170s. Oh, my. What? That's a lot of episodes. We have a celebration coming up. Well, we are in part... Core. <laughs> I'm sad. It's the last oh, it's time. the last time you can say parkour. Our next book, we'll just have to find one that has four parts. Yes. Or we'll just have to say parkour like every other sentence somehow. I can't Woven wait. into what we say. So parkour is... Um, <laughs> segway, segway, segway. How to lead change without resistance and resentment. And we're covering chapters seven and eight. I really thought that you were going to say parkour is parkour. extreme walking. But. It is extreme walking. <laughs> Listen. Yes, so here we are doing chapters seven and eight. Seven, give others a fine reputation to live up to. And eight, stay connected on common ground. Dovetail action. Okay, so give others a fine reputation to live up to. I like this for all the reasons, because I'm a fan of speaking life into people. I know we talk about that a ton on the podcast, and if you're raising kids or coaching people up or leading people, speaking life, encouragement, and giving them the vision, I think, for their potential is going to help all parties involved. Absolutely. I love doing this with... People younger than me. (laughs) I haven't, I don't know that I've tried it a whole lot with people that are uh, my peers, but I think I love it because I've witnessed it work and seeing kids make a lot of progress. That the whole idea is that they will raise, rise to whatever expectation that you set before them. Mm -hmm. Early on, in a very loving way, Jacob kind of was like, you know, they're only this old. I don't care. Sometimes I do still need that gentle, annoying reminder. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I also, he then sees the things they're capable of. And Mm -hmm. it's usually when we get around other children that he's like, oh, oh. Like, I see why you hold them constantly to these high expectations. And it's not to say that, oh, we think our kids are better than everybody else. But he can see in some situations that if you, it's kind of like growing, you're either growing or you're dying. Mm -hmm. You're either choosing or not choosing. There's no neutral ground. So if you don't have clear 
high expectations, then your kids are kind of just floating in the atmosphere going towards their own. Where are the boundaries? Expe- yeah, they're having to experiment a lot with that because mm-hmm. that structure's not there. And maybe they have the cognitive ability to be really awesome, but no one's ever really challenged them to grow in that area. Mm-hmm. So I love this topic. It makes me think of just soccer drills or volleyball drills or whatever exercise it is. Yeah, the drill's going to look ugly at a certain developmental age. But again, it goes with that deliberate practice, like we talk about in the GRIT miniseries, that by the time your body just, you get a hold of it. We've got some baby giraffes on our teams because they're tall and long and they keep growing three inches every season. (laughs) So they still haven't adjusted to their skin yet because they keep growing. But we still put them through the same work because then when their brain and body work together mm-hmm. it works and that same thing goes for all facets of life not necessarily just little kid soccer drills yeah i think on this topic i'm having to often compete with the kids own expectations yes. of themselves okay so there's a really good example in this book y'all there was a music professor who was so tired of musicians just getting in their own head getting in their own way it's get out of your head miniseries guys (laughs) 84 through 91 but he had them at the very beginning of the semester write a letter to themselves addressed for the following may and he said in the next two weeks well he opened the whole class with everybody in here is going to get an a bottom line everyone's getting an going to get an a you just have to do one thing and in the next couple of weeks you need to write a letter to yourself address it for May of the following, like when we close this this year up, and you need to write about the person you have become and how great of a musician you've become. But not just, woo-woo, I'm so awesome, but what are the insights, the milestones, and even what kind of person are you going to be that has played a role into how good of a musician you've become. And so these kids are writing all these letters. By the time May rolls around, they've gotten out of their own way, and they're they're doing things they didn't even know they could do because mm-hmm. it gave them the opportunity to imagine like you were talking about last yeah. couple of episodes ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think kids too, that based on their experiences in life and development, that it's rational for them to only expect themselves to be able to do what they can already do. Yeah. I think that's Cause they had never done it before. Yeah. I've never done this other thing before. How do I know I can do it? Yeah. Some kids, they're risk takers uh-huh. and they're going to do that. But something about this preteen age, they start kind of holding themselves back. Um, lots of reasons that they don't want to fail or try or look funny mm-hmm. or, you know, they want it to come naturally. Maybe they've been picking up on stuff naturally and now they're having to work hard at it. Maybe they've been good at soccer, but man, everyone else is getting good too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the role I'm playing at this preteen age is no, no, no. Let's overcome what you're, what you think your expectations are, and, and here's mine. And there was some pushback at first. A lot of it just not wanting to hear the feedback because I always have feedback, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you should. You're the leader, and so I think I shared this before, but I always frame it as you are already good at this. Here's the next step, mm-hmm. and that communicates to them that yeah, you're at this level. Take a look back at how far you've come. And now you are ready or prepared to take the next step. And you're also not giving them the next 10 steps. No. You're just giving them the next step. It's a manageable chunk. Our brains work in manageable chunks. Our growth works in chunks. So it would be silly to say, here's the entire roadmap. Get there tomorrow. And if it's an easy next step, 
that builds confidence in themselves, but also in what I see about them. So then if I do ask them kind of something extreme, let's say it's a tough game and I'm telling them we can go out there and we can do this, they've bought into it because I've told them you're ready for this next step and they accomplished it. You're ready for this next step, you accomplished it. And so when I come to them with a big ask, they they have that self-confidence, that belief in themselves to at least go for it. Well, good news, guys. God equips you. So if he's put you in a certain position or a certain leadership role or you have someone above you challenging you to grow, he's going to equip you along the way. So it's not like you have no help. You have the best help offered to you, plus your leader should be guiding you. So here's a thought. Tell me. Are you living up to... Your expectations or God's expectations? Oh, snaps for Farron! Or God. That's a good one, for real. Yeah, because then I think that's where you can really not feel guilt, right? About, I should, I, if I would have started this so many years ago, or if that. I would have done that. Okay, he doesn't want you to do that either, but as long as he continues to see that potential, he's still going to put those things on your heart those random small opportunities, whether it's, you know, a nudge to ask the cashier how her day is Mm -hmm. or running into the just right person at a seemingly just right time. Um, He's not going to quit, but if you are feeling maybe a empty space or a little unfulfilled, you know what I heard today that was pretty cool? What? Gratitude, right? That's Mm -hmm. a big deal. We talk about the importance. Gratitude journals. We'll link it. Yes. But this person in the interview admitted that she was using gratitude as an excuse for not pursuing her dreams. Ooh. Hiding behind that. That, well, I'm not going to pursue this because I am grateful for what I already have. And so while gratitude is very important and very powerful, I thought that was just an interesting thing. But are you using gratitude as an excuse to not fulfill God's calling on your life? Mm. So... I don't know if that resonates with anyone out there in the world, but some food for thought. That's really good. So, and with behavior change or rising to potential or speaking life into someone, we do have episode 60 with Kelly Smith who talks about change in behavior because if someone is down on themselves or like you were saying, slumping their shoulders or just the body language is off whenever they fail, we got to change the perspective on that by speaking life into them and telling them all the things they can be Uh, I guess it was David Griffin. He was episode 25. I don't know if he said it in the episode, but he has said it in sermons before. You can't be anything that you want to be, but you can be everything that God wants you to be, which is super cool. So I preach that to my children. Exactly. Slash myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, that's a good pep talk Mm -hmm. every time. Yeah. Because he's going to equip you. I don't know why we're stressing so much about it. Yeah, me neither. Okay. The last... Chapter. In parkour. <laughs> <laughs> and the books. There's not a par five. No. <laughs> now, is that golf? Now we're golf. <laughs> okay, so chapter eight. Stay connected on common ground. Yes, so in the previous episodes, we've talked about finding those core values, the common ground, the common goal, that kind of thing. But now we've established the relationship. We're leading well. They're on the ship with us. We're moving in the right direction. Now what? So now this whole last chapter is we've got to stay connected to those things that hold us together for the common goal. Yeah. And so in my job training teachers on literacy instruction, especially if it's a topic that I know gets a lot of pushback, 
I try to start with the common ground, the common goal. Mm -hmm. We want all kids to become successful readers. We want them to be able to write. We don't want that to be something that inhibits their future aspirations. And so I try to remind that that is the goal before, during, and after the delivery. (laughs) As I give you this information. information. Yes. And that goes for every leadership role you're in ever. Parenting, co-working, even if... Even if you're not technically the title of a leader, who cares? You can still influence and guide others around you. Yeah. And even working with students that struggle in school, it's like I would always try to tie it back if they were an athlete talking about doing drills. Like, Mm -hmm. is there a speed ladder on the soccer field? No. But why do we do that drill? Because it'll make us faster and our footwork better when we are playing soccer. So you see this activity? I know you think it's pointless and stupid, but Mm -hmm. I promise it's going to improve your reading when you go to actually read a text. Right. And if you're sitting there drawing a blank, like, I don't know what they're interested in. Uh, It's if you're Facebook friends with them, you're about to find out real quick what they're interested in. Or also guess what? Have a conversation. So, Hey, what'd you do this weekend? That would be an easy question to start with. What? How was your weekend? Did you do anything exciting? If they're like, I didn't, uh, I did nothing. What was, what was your favorite thing about the weekend? Yeah. And that could be sleeping in on Sundays. Okay. All right. That tells me that you like to sleep in. Maybe you're a night owl. Maybe you're tired a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it goes back to the idea that it costs zero dollars. Might cost you a little bit of your time, maybe a little bit of your energy, depending on who you're talking to. (laughs) Again, that's your job. Yeah. But the, uh, it's like an investment, right? So the return is going to be well worth it. You know, Farron, there yeah. have been times where I have prayed, Dear God, please just give me the energy to to do the next day well. And I think that's a fine prayer, especially if you're going through, if you're going through it, tired for whatever reason. One of my things, it was like newborn phase really got me. So just please give me the energy. Or if it's like testing season or... Morgan's busy season, or if he's out of town, just please, God, give me the energy to do well. Whatever whatever I'm doing, help me do it well tomorrow. And guess what? He's come through every time. Look at that. Yep. Might come through in the fashion of Dr. Peppers, <laughs> but that's okay. That's awesome. Well, once again, we have some steps for you. Well, we didn't write them. And by we, we mean Del Carnegie and friends. Yes, in the book, <laughs> there are some steps if you are trying to work on having that common ground and yeah. not forgetting it. So, number one, be sincere. I feel like that's been a trend throughout this book. Mm-hmm. If you want to have an influence on people, you got to be real. Yep. All right, number two, be empathetic understanding I think that communicates that you're really hearing and seeing these people and sometimes just being seen or heard I've That's had need. yeah I've had young human beings that I do try <laughs> to ask those questions and they just kind of stare at you and smile mm-hmm. and so then I kind of share some stuff about what I did and then they're like even more engaged and I'm like you just love that I'm talking to you okay I'm gonna keep talking yeah. <laughs> And eventually they'll chime in on something that I would have never. And then that's the thing. Okay, that's Ninja Turtles, great. Here we go. Or it's like, my mom does that too. Oh, well, what's your mom's favorite color? Mm -hmm. And Okay, we're going to talk about your mama. Mm -hmm. All right, number three, consider the benefits the person will receive from doing what you suggest. Again, not manipulative, but if they can see the worth in doing it, 
then they'll jump in. Well, and that helps you be others-minded as well. You're not just thinking about yourself, your goals, me, me, me. It's, okay, how can this person benefit as well? Yeah, we're not whitewashing fences around here, mm-hmm. people. Number four, match those benefits to the other person's wants. So a mutual benefit, mutual mm-hmm. goal. And number five, when you make your request, put it in a form that will convey to the other person the idea that he personally will benefit. Yeah. A little redundant there, but don't just assume that they're going to see the benefits from it. Yeah. Make it, sometimes people just need to hear it. And what what is it, Farron? People need to hear things seven times before it sticks. Mm -hmm. Seven people. (laughs) Got a quantum xeno effect them. Yeah, I think that was in a quick business marketing YouTube clip Mm -hmm. or Actually, it might have been Takaki that told me that. Maybe. My brother-in-law may have shared that uh, he heard (laughs) that a customer will have to see something about seven times before they'll purchase. So I do know that uh, some people that they need time to mull it over. Mm -hmm. They need to hear it a few times before it's like jump time. (laughs) Is that or it's like, oh, what's that person again that does the thing with the stuff? And then they see it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that's time four. And then... By the time seven rolls around, they actually can remember your name or your website or your whatever. Hey, that's Instagram Reels, mm-hmm. too. If I see the same funny person a few times in a row, you then it's their like, face. oh, okay, I'll follow you. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple exposures. I like how it ends. It's the tru- it is true that the world is now open for business, but your first task remains the business of humanity. The greatest endeavors are always and will be interdependent and interactive. So there's no avoiding it. There's no avoiding being able to play nice with other people. So do it. Yeah. Just be nice. Play nice. Figure it out, folks. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wow. Baron. That was a whopper. Whew. Lots of chapters, but full of great wisdom. Yes. Up next are our interviews. Yep. You're going to be jazzy. Those are our faves. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for you guys to hear them. We're really good at segues. <laughs> and sound effects, right. Yes, so that's the end of our episode. But if you find yourself wanting more, and who could blame you? Brooke, <laughs> tell them where they can find us we, Monday through Friday. We have a lovely website. It's wittyandgritty.blog. You can go there. It has every miniseries ever we've done. What about the socials, Farron? Yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily. But we yeah. do also have um, a Pinterest account. So be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform. Yeah. Oh, also fun fact. We release episodes every Wednesday, so you can count on us. Be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to go and find it every week. Yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go technologies and Uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.